Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How are we? Welcome to another episode of Five Deep, five podcasters from around the world getting together each week to get their dreams in gear through accountability. Now, we only have three in the hot seat at the moment, me, um, Rodney and Howard, but only one of us is going balls deep in the hot seat tonight. Oh, Harmony's just joined us. Good evening, Harmony. Hi. How we doing? Good. How's everybody doing? Can you hear me good? Yes. We can. Just about. Just about. Now, we will be honest with you, Harmony. Me and Rodney are feeling really tired. We've had a hard old week. Um, Uh And last week, last week, I do apologize, guys. It was Rodney's hot seat last week and I didn't turn up. My stomach was in knots. I felt like shit. You know, has anybody seen that film Braveheart? Yes. You know, at the end when they rip his stomach open and they pull all his innards out and twist it all around and cut his head off and stick it on the on the London Tower. That's how I felt last week. But I'm back and it's uh, it's great to be with you all. How are we all feeling? How are you feeling, Rodney? We'll start off with you. I'm I'm tired too. Long work week. And, uh, you know, just a little, little, little tired. But, you know, as we say, the show must go on. It must. It must. And there's a little bit of a noise in the background there from from Rodney. I mean, I'll, I'll keep my camera mute, my mic muted because I'm in the car. It's hot as hell. It's 86 degrees outside, so I can't turn my uh, air conditioner off. So I'll just mute it when I'm not talking. Yeah, well, you sound fine. Though. You know, I don't yeah. I don't hear any extra air or anything like that. OK, good. It's basically, guys, I think the world is heating up. It's like it's hotter than the the fires of hell everywhere. Even in Cornwall, it's been hot. I've, I've been out in the sea with no wetsuit on at all, snorkeling all weekend. It's nice. been absolutely fantastic. But how are you there up in the International Space Station? How hot is it up near Mars? Um, I'm not sure. Sorry, I had to unmute. Um, let me see what my iPhone says on how hot it is on Mars. Uh, 100 degrees Fahrenheit right now. Jesus, Jesus. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty safe to say that it is all pretty hot there, wherever we are. Lee can't be with us because he's away on his holidays. Um, it's, he's got a week off with, with his family and kids. So he's off this week. Um, ha- so how's your week been there, Harmony? It's been amazing. It's been busy. You know, I got back from being out of town and I just was kind of hit the ground running, running, making up for, you know, being able to stay an extra day in Charleston. I had to kind of slam out some jobs, but had a really amazing weekend, went on a long hike. As you guys saw, I sent you some pics and boxer hiked up to Mount Pisgah, which was a round trip from the car up to the top and back was about six and a half miles. Um, and then I did what I was supposed to do and I went home and got Maribel and we did another two and a half miles so she could get some exercise too. And, um, went out for drinks and dinner with my girlfriend Saturday night. And then yesterday had an awesome date day with my mom. We went and saw the new Jordan Peele movie. Nope. And I had no clue what it was about, but I love Jordan Peele. He's one of my favorites and, uh, he's an amazing producer, amazing, amazing writer. He's just fucking fantastic when it comes to talent and um, I didn't know what it was about at all and went in and it was phenomenal. So, yeah, it was quite the interesting uh, vantage point on um, visitors from other planets. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a very well-made movie. And I just I went to do that with my mom, got to spend the day with her and did a little shopping and, you know, back to the grind today. I can't complain. Everything's been going really well. 
Sweet. Don't my nose look like Rudolph at the moment? It does. Did you not put sunscreen on? <laughs> I, never, I, I never do, to be honest with you. I'm pretty shit for that, to be fair. Um, I Last night when we got home from the beach, I um, we had something to eat and we sat down and I had a few thoughts about you, to be honest with you, Harmony. I was thinking about you. There was a film that was on the telly that I'd never seen before and I could picture you in it, right? Oh, what was it? I'm scared to ask. <laughs> Coyote Ugly. Oh, that's a great movie. That's an old movie. Oh, never. You know what I'm like with films. Nikki goes, "Oh, this is an amazing film," and and Ethan, my youngest, was watching it with Nikki, and me and Zach's looking at one another across the room, thinking, "What is this shit?" And Ethan was like, "He was he was really into it," and I goes, "Ethan, why do you like this?" He goes, "Because I love big. I love girls with big cheeks, big chubby <laughs> cheeks." And I'm like, "What do you want?" And he starts slapping his ass. I like big chubby cheeks. He was going, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's quite funny. He was going on about the days when he was working behind a bar there, Harmony. It's just like I just visaged you doing that 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 job. That was well. I never danced on the bar on while I was on uh, the clock. I have danced on a few bars over the years, but um, I did work at a place in Charleston that's been shut down for many years. It was called Desperados, and it was a massive, massive country western bar. I worked there at the end of the '90s, right during the prime of like Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood, and you know that was kind of like for me country music's prime which now would be considered somewhat classic at this point. But yeah, it was a really, I had to wear cowboy boots and Wranglers and I had a gambler cowboy hat and I was a cocktail waitress. So I walked around and served people and it just, it was line dancing and um, just what you would imagine a Southern country Western bar to be like. I know that there's a bunch of them probably around right around Howard, but it was a fun bar. So I think that that's why I love that movie so much because they get into their kind of, it's kind of valid and how bars work actually the behind the scenes of it. Wasn't John Goodman, her dad. Yes, he was. Is he still alive? He is. He's actually, um, he's headlining the show that my friend Hunter is uh, working on in Charleston. He's the main, he's the patriarch of the family in the show called Righteous Gemstone. So um, yeah, he's still, he's still hard at it. He's still doing his thing. Absolute legend. Absolute legend. We've Um, got five people watching. You guys say hi. I want to know who the hell you are. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, whoever are watching around the world, there's five of you, get on the comments, wish um, us all a happy evening, tell us where you are, tell us who you are, and Rodney over there is in the hot seat tonight, so if you've got a question for Rodney, please chuck it his way, and we will do our best to get the answer for you. Howard, have you ever been to any of those bars then, um, that, that Harmony's gone on about? I can imagine you have. Uh, well, I think the one that she's talking about, I was at one when I was a little kid and, um, I remember my parents left me out front while they went inside and enjoyed their time because I couldn't go inside. Why not? And I know another time my mom took me to a strip club when I was about 10 years old. Oh my God. There's that's a, fun a whole story other story. There. There's a whole other story there. I won't go into now, but. Strip clubs are a weird place, isn't it? Have, have any of you been to strip clubs before? Have all of us been to a strip club before? Yes. Too many damn times. I've been twice, and both times it was the most seediest, but, but not very nice experience of my life, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're not my favourite. One time was in Spain, um, in a place called Magaluf. Me and my friend went there, and we were sat down in this strip club, and I turned right, and there was a Spanish gent that looked like Mario, pretty much masturbating like Mario from Nintendo from Mario Brothers yeah pretty pretty much masturbating beside me and then another time I went to a strip club for my uh, my mate's sag do 
not interested at all. Didn't really want to be there. Some bird come up to me in a bra and knickers and was like, hi, Anne. I was just like, look, you're not going to get a dance from me. I'm not interested whatsoever. So she goes, well, I'll have a chat with you. So I had a chat with her and I found out that I was her postman. So she was quite embarrassed about the whole sort of thing. And, um, you know, it made so much for anonymity. Yeah. So anyway, guys, it is Rodney in the hot seat. I think he's feeling a little bit nervous. Um, He should feel nervous. He should. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't Mark, we let Harmony kick off then, if that's the case? Um, Mark, I should say, you should have, you if you saw her on your post run, you should have called her by her stage name. Like, what's up? Whatever. Her I, name. I don't even know what her stage name was, to be honest with you. I was really, really did not want to be there. It was just, I was just those sort of things don't do it for me, I'm afraid, to be honest with you. I'd Same thing. I'm, I'm yeah. with, well, not anymore. I don't, I have no interest to go anymore, but I've had way too many times I've been. Harmony, do you want to open up the whole conversation then for um for Rodney? He's in the hot seat. So do you want to get the ball rolling while I have a slurp of drink? Let's do it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously being in the hot seat, for those of you watching and you're not familiar with what a hot seat is, essentially if you've got accountability groups or you've got what they call masterminds where people come together to help elevate their entrepreneurial goals or whatever it is, um, being in the hot seat is exactly what it sounds like. You're, you're putting somebody at the center of the room, theoretically and otherwise, to talk about whatever it is that's on their mind. Talk about, there's Marta. Hi, Marta. Lisa's in here too, I think. Um, to talk about anything that maybe they're working on, maybe they're struggling with, and you know, help them kind of have multiple sets of eyes and a different perspective on situations that they may be struggling with or succeeding with or whatever. So I was in the hot seat last time we were on, we skipped that week and now Rodney's in the hot seat. Each of us will, each of us will individually go through and be in the hot seat. And we all have, as I said, different things that we're working on. And we hopefully at the end of this, Rodney will leave with a little more clarity about what he needs help on um, and feeling a little lighter in the ways of whatever his goals are, what he might be struggling with. So it's essentially just humans supporting humans, which you guys know is my favorite thing. Sweet. Fantastic introduction there. So what I'd like to say to you there, Rodney, to start off with really is um, what really is it that is going on in your life at the moment that you may be struggling with or you might have problems with or help from us and your community here with us this, this evening? What, what what's, what's going on, man? <laughs> I'm struggling with everything. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, let's I, just start I, right I, back at the beginning then. Uh, no. So for me, um, it's um, getting a hold on a routine, a fitness routine, and really a life-changing routine. Not, I don't want to look at it as fitness. I want it to be something that I incorporate every day in my life. If I can't do it every day, every other day, but I want it to be um, normally. I want to normalize what I'm doing fitness-wise, and part of that is losing weight. So um, I did weigh myself um, yesterday. I uh, took I took a picture of it. I was at uh, at the university on one of those uh, digital scales, and I will use that one um, at the end of when I'll I'll say what I'm going to say, and then I'll use that same scale um, when I reach that day. The goal date is my 50th birthday, which is May 9th of next year. So um, so my goal is to be, you know, fit fit as fuck at 50 and then continue it beyond. Um, so I tipped it on the scale at 268.4. 
And now I just have to take a picture and I just, so I want to either take a picture a week. I'm going to post it once, once it's done. So it'll, you know, that collage or picture show it'll show like a weekly, prog- uh, weekly progression. Um, Are you going to post pictures for us in the private boxer group weekly? Yeah, I can, I'll, I can post the pictures for you guys and Love then pu- <laughs> publicly, um, <You're> back. <laughs> <laughs> publicly i'll do it when i'm done with the when i get to the uh, the end goal but yeah no nah, i right. definitely share with you guys y'all the fam i'll share with y'all can we yeah keep- that'd be awesome i think it would help with accountability too because you know you're gonna have to pop you know whatever day it is that you weigh you know you'll pop in and just post a picture of the of the number yeah can i was keep, thinking we keep it above the waist as well rodney i don't want to see no <laughs> well you already you already you already saw me naked by accident so <laughs> so what I want to ask then is because I'm, I mean, I'm going through this, this as well at the moment. I'm, I'm on the mission to lose some weight and doing some running exercise, fitness and all that lot. And one thing that Harmony's drilled into me is, you know, why do you feel that you have to lose some weight? So first of all, I'm a, most people don't admit, but I'm a vain person. You know, I like to look a certain way. I like to feel a certain way. I like to be able to do certain things physically and, you know, with all this weight, is a lot of things are not possible or just a little bit more wear and tear on me. So if I'm running, you know, if I want to pick up running as part of my, my regiment, then running with all of this weight is not good for my knees. So I have arthritic knees. So it's just health wise. I tend to carry my weight in my gut. And that's the worst place to, to, to have weight sitting as far as heart health. Um, but I do want a certain look and I do want a certain feel. One of my measurement, my measures is uh, my work uniform. So I haven't changed the size in years, but I'm, you know, stuffing myself into the same uniform that I was, that was a little baggy on me. And I purposely continue to get the same, um, the same measurements when I get new clothes, because I, you know, um, that, that's my, that, that allows me to, you know, cause other, other than uniforms, I'm in, you know, basketball shorts you know and they and they say you know sweatpants and basketball shorts those are the worst things you can wear if you're trying to you know keep a hold of your weight or your measurement so yeah because um, they're stretchy yeah they just stretch out and they feel good all the time so yeah i mean i want to look a certain way i want to feel a certain way i want a better heart health i want you know i want to be around for as long as possible so i have a question if you had um a few things that you feel like might be contributing to why you're holding on to this weight or why it's such a struggle for you to start and maintain what, what would be your main things that you think are holding you back? Um, I think, well, obviously my food intake and, and my lack of movement, but also too, I don't have a real work, um, work life balance right now. Right now I'm like work, work, work. And I need to balance that out. And with with the working all the time that I do, working the amount of hours I do, I lose out on sleep, you know. And then the eating, and then the, the, the you know, I I could definitely scale back on uh, alcoholic beverages, because um, you know you have one, and then you sluggish. So it's just it's a lot of things that it's like all hands on deck. If you if you could think of something that can hold you back. Um, I think I'm I'm probably contributing all all across. The well, board. I wonder. I was going to even go a little bit more micro on that, and I wonder if it's something. If those are just byproducts of something else that's bothering you. I mean, obviously, I know your life. 
more than anybody, you know, watching in, in this sense, in this capacity, because we're in an accountability group together, we check in with one another. So privately, we talk about a lot of things. Um, and so not that you have to divulge it here right now today. I'm just wondering it just to kind of plant a seed in your head. If there's, I have a theory that we've constantly, we're all, we all have problematic lives. We all have something going on, no matter what we show, what we put on social media, we all struggle with something every day, you know? Um, and I think my theory around that is until I started tackling things that were more of an emotional baggage, more of like, and still I have a lot, you know, I still have a lot of fucking work to do. And I'm not a, a too ashamed to admit that I'm going to tell the, my last breath. You guys know that. But until I started really looking at that shit under a microscope, I don't know that I would have ever been successful in my fitness and my wellness because I was associating in some way, even if it was on a very, very like subconscious level, my value. And it, it really came down to how my level of, of um, ability to, to love myself, um, my, my um, self-image, um, what the value I thought that I had in this world, which as you guys know, I didn't feel like I had any value at all. Um, on some level, I didn't really like myself up until the last handful of years. So I just wonder, like, do, could you go a level deeper and make and look at the alcohol that you're drinking from time to time or the food choices that you're making or the lack of an ability to maintain any movement over a period of time and, and look at those as byproducts of a bigger problem? something that is not being tended to something that you're avoidant something that and you know as well as i do i know enough to know what this could potentially be i'm not going to bring it up on here obviously that's up to you but i just feel like until we squash the bigger things and the things that are emotional and the things that really we deal with every day which is our family our kids our jobs all that shit, i think we can try try and try again and until we squash the other stuff you're going to keep trying. It's going to be like a fucking game of hopscotch. You're going to jump in. You're going to do good. You're going to trip. You're going to fall back out. You're going to jump in. You're going to trip. You're going to fall back out. It's going to be the same thing over and over. And I've mentioned this to you guys in Boxer based on what, how I've experienced life until you start having a real come to Jesus with yourself about shit that you might be doing wrong, shit that you might be a little disappointed in yourself, areas of your life where you feel like you can be improving or communicating better or being real with yourself or the people around you, I think you could try a million different things. You could hire the best coach, the best fucking program on the internet. You can do all of that and you're still going to give up because there's stress, there's underlying make big time stress going on. And as long as you've got, I mean, we're always going to have stress, but as long as you, if you've got big stress in your life, I just feel like it's a going to be a, they're distractions. I just think that they're fucking distractions, you know? And I, I feel like, and innately, we all want to be our best, look our best, all that stuff. But until you tend to the more emotional, psychological parts of what what is going on in your life every day, I feel like it's going to be a constant game of start, finish, start, stop, start, stop. So what, what you're ultimately doing is you're you're failing on in some capacity every day, multiple times a week. And every single time you're not dealing with the big shit and you're attempting to, you know, do a wellness program or a diet or whatever, have a better work-life balance. You're just putting yourself in a position where week after week after week, you're fucking failing yourself and you're, it's affecting your sub it's affecting your confidence on a deep level, whether you're it's forefront of brain or not. And that, lack of self-confidence because you're not doing what you need to be doing in other areas of your life is contributing to why you keep fucking failing. And that's not you. I mean, everybody I, and in general society, me, I've done it, you know, until I started dealing with 
my fucking daddy issues and like why I feel so um, invaluable when it comes to men and why I'm so bad at relationships and why, you know, but at the end of the day, I had to get down to the nitty gritty, which is I didn't deem myself valuable in any way. I looked at myself like that same little 10 year old fat girl that was moving around here and there and everywhere that just didn't, wasn't worth anything to anybody. And I never was going to be. And so until I started really working on why I feel that way, and then I understood, okay, now I know why I feel that way. Now, what the fuck am I going to do about it? Nothing else was going to ever change because I, on some level, didn't deem myself worthy of eating the right food or going and exercising or any of it. So that would be my like kind of rhetorical question to you. And just to plant a seed is, what other areas of your life can you start hyper-focusing on and not focus at all on what you're eating or having a task of going to the gym X amount of days or doing this and doing that, or trying to get into, you know, more comfortable in your work uniform, where can you shift that focus and then possibly look at it as like, why am I working so much? Because working a lot is avoidant behavior. Scrolling a lot is avoidant behavior. And yes, working overworking yourself is a commendable thing because externally it looks like, damn, this guy's got a really amazing work ethic. He's trying to build for his family and build for his future. But what a lot of people don't see is they're running from something. And as long as you're fucking working, you don't have to deal with other shit because you're working and I'm tired and I got to go to sleep and I can't have a conversation with you here because I'm going here. And, and it, it looks, it's a socially acceptable avoidant characteristic. in a lot of people, we all have done it. So I'll get off my TED talk now, but that's pretty much what I want. The seed I wanted to plant is just like, think about it differently and make it less about the wellness routine and more about what's the shit that's really going on. You know what I mean? Can, can I just butt in before Rodney answers that question? Cause like, like you were saying, pretty much every single one of us in the world isn't perfect. And we've all got issues. We want to lose weight. We want to give up drugs. We want to give up cigarettes. We want to give up alcohol. We want to see our children more. Those are all of us have got some issues in our life, but Rodney's saying there that he wants to lose some weight and he wants to get fit. And we're saying that there could be more stuff that you've got to do first. So, you know, what I'm going to, what I'm going to ask is how, what, what do you do first then really? Because you may have got loads and loads of various things there that you want to sort out. Now, when we set ourselves goals, we let like put all of these goals out on the table and we pick them off and we take small little ones at a time like that. How do you go about it when it's, when it's actually your life then? Is it the same sort of thing? What do you, what should you concentrate on first? Do you reckon the harmony? I mean, just having a real conversation with yourself, like, like getting quiet and, and not staying so forward motion and like actually stop and think, what is my life? <laughs> like, what, what the fuck am I doing here exactly? What do I want? I'm still, you guys know how hard I've been working at all this shit. And I'm st- literally still at a point where I'm like, what do I want? Who, where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? How do I, what do I want my life to look like? And, and really at this point in my life, I'm really more hyper-focused on just having a little bit of peace when I wake up in the morning. And then the shitty fucking decisions that I make, like asking myself, why am I making those shitty decisions? Like what, what am I trying to run from? What am I trying to tell myself? And so I think, I think it's really just having a real fucking conversation with yourself and then having the balls to approach those with both hands and, and, and try to do what you can do to improve that and, and give yourself some grace and know that I'm not fucking perfect. You know, you're going to, fu- I don't care how long I work at this personal development thing. There's going to be multiple times in the future. I'm going to do some fucking stupid shit. That's just, that's just the dichotomy of being a human being. I'm going to be amazing over here. And then over here, I'm going to fuck up. That's just, I've accepted that for what it is. So that right there, 
eliminates you beating up on yourself days after you've made a dumb decision or you did something, you know, just accept it and move the fuck on. But I think what it is, is you've got to have a real, you got to be able to have a real fucking conversation with yourself and the areas that you would consider your weaknesses or areas where you know that you're falling short to be able to be honest with yourself about that and then remedy that. However, you need to remedy that you have the conversation with the people you need to have a conversation with regardless of what the outcome is going to be. You can't be scared of getting mad, scared of crying in front of somebody. You can't, you got to eliminate fear on all level and you've got to do the right fucking thing about the things that we all individually in this room right now, know right now, know the things we need to be improving on. There's no fucking secret. It's whether or not we want to suppress it or not. So do you think then that we, uh, the first thing that Rodney should be asking, right? Himself is who are you and what do you want to achieve? Yeah. So can you answer that Rodney? Um, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's a, a great question that I often ask myself. So, um, <clears throat> but I want to, I want to roll back to, you know, my opening, what I op- opening thing I said was I need to work on everything. You know, this was, mm-hmm. um, my weight is like something like I've, when I'm doing certain things, it gets some, it's getting in the way of certain things. So I know I, but I have to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. Like I'm not just focused on my weight. This was something that, um, because I, I'm not really celebratory, uh, people that know me know I've been kind of like railing against, you know, holidays and celebration birthday. And then I'm thinking like, I'm coming up on 50, like, what could I do? You know, coming up on 50, what, what is something that I could do? And that's really where I came up with it. Cause it is problematic, but I tackle, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm introspective a lot because of what I do for work. I do have a lot of time to myself and a, a lot of time to think about things and a lot. Of, so work actually does help me being at work does actually help me in, in those situations. So, um, it's just, um, you know, I, like I said, I feel like I, I need to, I, I should be able to walk and chew gum at the same time, but this was more specifically for today to be on the hot seat. But it's definitely, you know, I definitely need to dive deeper into all the things that that I'm doing, going through emotionally and and mentally outside of the physical part. Um, But the physical part is something that is on the forefront for this episode. But just know that I am, you know, working in the background. Well, I knew it was going to be on the forefront because I've known you for three years almost. I knew that that was going to be the forefront because that then if that's the forefront, you don't have to talk about anything else, even in the vaguest of ways. Because well, again, no one would I know my, just my opinion. I think the weight gain is a byproduct of everything else. What's up, I honestly Mason? believe that. Hey, Mason. Yeah, I think Mason. it's, um, and just like most people, weight gain, just like a woman who gets sexually assaulted and she, you know, becomes 250 pounds for the rest of her life and tries to spend her whole life trying to fucking lose weight. But the whole thing is she's she's put herself in a position where she's fat and she's admittedly like I felt like if I was fat and I was unattractive, nobody would try to have sex with me again behind, you know, unaccept like in an un- unaccepting way, rape, assault, whatever. That's a common, common characteristic. Um, and I think that really our external how well we care for ourselves or don't is a, is a, as a direct result of how we're feeling inside. So for example, if I've had a really shitty week, one of my things 
is I'll drink and I'll overdrink and I'll sit in the backyard and I'll, if I'm having a bad day and those haven't, ha hasn't happened. And I've overdrank, but I haven't overdrank because I'm sad or overdrank because I'm stressed out. But it's definitely the drinking is a byproduct of an emotional feeling. It's a byproduct of something that's happening internally that is tearing me fucking down. And I'm just trying to pretend like it's not going on. And sometimes we honestly don't know what's going on. But for, for the most part, like I said, if we get quiet, we know what the fuck's going on. So I think I honestly feel on some level um, not having a work life balance, putting having extra weight, not being able to really like deep dive and say, no, I'm not fucking eating that or I'm not fucking drinking that. It's a byproduct of an emotional issue. It's a byproduct of something emotional and or psychological. And I just remember Eckhart Tolle saying one day, and I just happened to hear him say this. I've probably heard him say it 20 times before, but for whatever reason, I heard it that day and it sunk in. And he just said it more graciously than this because he's not an asshole. He's a very kind human being. But he said, isn't that kind of weird to have anything external to you have control over you? And I'm ad living. But I remember thinking, hearing him say that and going, God, that is kind of silly to be like, I'm controlled by this fucking donut. I'm controlled by this cigarette. I'm controlled by this glass of bourbon. I'm controlled by, it doesn't matter what it is. That is a indiscrepancy in your way of thinking. And at the end of the day, my theory on it is, and take it for what it's worth, is somebody's inability to control their weaknesses, the food going in their mouth, the cigarettes, the booze, the whatever the fuck, is a direct byproduct of their self-value and how they look at what's going, the tornado, the eye of the storm that they're in on any given day. And you can take yourself, you being the eye of a hurricane, what the fuck's going on around you at all at any given time that you don't have any fucking control over. And I know enough about what's going on in your life to know there's a constant hurricane going on. You've got a lot of multiple personalities that you're dealing with. I don't mean within yourself. I mean, not to my knowledge, but with, you know, familial situations and you're a dad and you've got this job and, you know, you're you're showing up in this accountability group and you're all the time trying to, like, do your best to show up for your YouTube and create connections that way. But until you stop and tend to the, the hurricane that's going on around you, all of that stuff, the good, too, is going to remain in that hurricane. And it's going to just be blended up with all the fucking bullshit. And it's you're never going to be able to have like in a real true appreciation for creating beauty in, in the world that you want to create. And as they say, you've got to be the change that you want to see in the world. And if you can't show the fuck up, you being people in general for the things that need to be really discussed, like the real hard nosed things, you can try, try and try again on wellness and working out and this, that, and the other thing, but you're going to fail every time because why? Because the stress is still there and you haven't dealt with it head on. That goes for me or anybody else. Do you know what this weekend I, I've seen something with me and I don't know if anybody else can relate to this at all, but this weekend I've been down my caravan. I've been down there since Friday and um, I noticed something about me sat on the beach yesterday, right? I was actually sat on the beach there today. I was sat on the beach. The sun was beaming down. There was lots of hot chicks walking around in thong bikinis. Good job. I had my sunglasses on and I felt in an amazing place right now. I realized then that this whole weekend when I've been down the caravan, right, I haven't been able to use that, right, my mobile phone. Because when I'm down the caravan, I've got no internet. So what I've done this weekend is I said, I've got no internet. What is the point in looking at my phone? When I got down there on Friday, I turned the thing off 
and I turned it back on when I come home this afternoon and sent you a Voxer message. And I, this afternoon, sat on the, on the, on the beach there, I felt guilty that I wasn't showing up for anybody. I felt guilty that I hadn't been on the internet. I hadn't been on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or anything. And I just thought, I have just had the most amazing weekend where I've had no stress, no worries. I've been snorkeling the whole weekend. I've eaten healthily. I feel really, really amazing. And I thought, how would I feel if I didn't have that piece of shit in my life anymore? And that's one thing that, that I asked a question upon this. How has life affected all of us in the room here now since we've had social media and since we've had a mobile phone? Has it given you more stress in your life or has it given you more happiness? Start off with you, Rodney. Um, the things that I don't want to partake in, I just got rid of them. Like Facebook wasn't, I got rid of Facebook. I don't, I have like apps and stuff, but I don't go on them or I don't check them. If I, if I need to tap out of them, then I'll tap out of them. The only thing it had, the phone has done, it's made it easier for me to like, you know, consume some content, watch a movie at the, at the end of my hand without, you know, having to go anywhere specific. But as far as um, overall, I don't like, I don't look at social media like, I, like I, I know it's useful, but I don't look at it as something that's either a detriment or a positive. I just, it's there. It is part of life, like everything else. But um, if I want to check out of it, I just check out of it. So it doesn't bother me at all. What about you, Howard? Uh, it's Well, you could say, I guess it's good and bad. It's good in that I've learned a lot through social media and uh, YouTube in particular, you know, watching videos on nutrition, supplements, etc. Depending on who's making the video, I mean, they take that for what it's worth. But, you know, it's bad. I've wasted time. I actually recorded a vlog on this. I've wasted time scrolling through social media, looking at Instagram models and stuff. Hey, they're nice to look at, even though they may be airbrushed or whatever, you know, fake pictures, whatever, but still nice to look at. So it's good and bad. It's like what uh, uh, I've said before, Hussein said, he said, there's Social media is good if you use it for its intended purpose. Like if you're using it to like learn more, create connections, network. But if you're just going on there scrolling, you know, I guess it depends on the person. If they're happy in their life and they're just spending all day scrolling through social media, hey, if they're happy, they're better off than most people are in life. So mm. it depends on what your purpose is, what you want to use it for. What, what do you want to say about that harmony? Um, it's like anything. Everything is a dichotomy. Everything, 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 everything in this world is good and bad. It's all about your perspective. I mean, there's a million people who've been, you know, had terrible experiences with internet and there's a million people who have great experiences. It's all about your perspective, you know? So I think it's just accepting that everything is a dichotomy in, in life in general. And I think you've saved, you're saving yourself a lot of processing and evaluation and you know, wise, because everything is, can be looked at like good or bad. Everything can be looked at as a positive and a negative. I mean, we've talked about that in here before. Yeah. I mean, the, what I'm trying to get at really, I think is the fact that, you know, with what I do with my podcast and stuff like that, I've got to be 
getting hold of people. I've got to be getting on doing posts and doing stuff like that. And I was just sat there on the beach and I was just thinking, you know, am I miss not, am I missing not doing that with, with all the fun that I've had there today? Am I doing too much of it? And what I'm getting at is that for me was me on the beach there with social media, but is there anything that you can relate to with that at all there, Rodney? Is there something there going on behind the scenes where if you was to sit down on the beach by yourself alone for a whole weekend, there'd be something that you would miss or not miss that's niggling in the background that that you feel that you'd have to be doing? No, no, I don't. <laughs> I Listen, I, I think I'm a bit of a weirdo. Um, and sometimes um, a, a few years back, I was trying to figure out if I was like a sociopath because a lot of things I just like when I get into a space where I don't want to be bothered, then I'm not going to be bothered. And if I need to be alone, I'll just be alone. Now, people around me may not understand that or they may not see the value in that, but I see the value in it. And I don't have a problem saying, nah, I'm not doing that or yeah, I'm doing that or having a conversation. I really don't have an issue um, sparking a conversation that needs to be had. It's, you know, um, it's just a matter of me still trying to figure out exactly where, what, and where I want to be, you know, for the, that's why I was saying with the, with the fitness, it was, you know, fit as fuck at 50, but it was beyond. It wasn't like, I don't want to get to my birthday and be like, all right, you know, time for some cake. It's, you know what I mean? That's not the the goal is to, that's the, that's, that's the goal. That's the day. And then from there and beyond, whatever that means. However, if it's two more days or 40 more years. So, um, you know, that, that was the idea behind it. And then I feel the same way in in general with life. Like I'm trying to, the things that I'm doing, the things that, that I consume, um, things that I'm listening to, like Harmony was sending me some stuff. I was like, you on that? <laughs> it was a, like, really? But that's that's where I'm at. Like, I've, all this stuff, all of it is valuable. And it all gives me, I'm like I said, I'm the type of person that when I'm at work, I'm I'm in a patrol car by myself. I'm That's where I'm thinking about all this stuff. But outside of work, because it's still the job, you still be a call for service. I still may, you know, I'm going to a fire alarm or going to somebody with some abdominal pain or whatever. But um, so I do take the time when I need to, I do hop in my car and I do go off and, um, you know, be by myself and think about stuff or don't think at all. Just go and veg out people watch, you know, so I'm, uh, that's why I was saying, I got to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. Um, but that's what you guys are here for, you know, to, to make sure that I'm not just walking that, Hey, don't forget to chew the gum. Don't forget to do this. Don't forget to do that. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to get, um, cause I know Howard, I saw him, his, the wheels spin. I wanted to see what he had to say about what so far and if he had anything, any direction he wanted to go with. All right. Uh, first of all, like what Harmony said, I got from it that your, your, um, the vices that we have are just a symptom of something deeper going on. I'll tell you a personal story real quick. I remember when I was younger. And when I was really, really sick, one of the, I thought I had an eating disorder because doctors couldn't figure out anything physically wrong. So I was like, okay, am I subconsciously like starving myself, whatever. So I went to a, um, an anorexia slash bulimia group, whatever. And the point on that is that everybody in there, I remember they were all, I was the only guy in there. 
should have gotten some phone numbers, but oh well. <laughs> uh, I was the only guy in there. And I remember them all talking about personal, like what Harmony was talking about, like issues that they had, you know, relationships, you know, whatever it is. And how it manifested itself was starving themselves, vomiting, you know, whatever, things that could affect them. So I agree with what she says, like it could be a symptom of something else going on. Now, what I was thinking directly, like what you could do, try to do now while you're trying to work on anything else going on is, um, first of all, you said you wanted to try to work out like every single day. Well, is that compatible with your lifestyle right now? You know, if you're working, if you're having to put in a 13 hour shift or whatever it is, I would say sleep is the priority over everything because that's when your body rests and it's going to mess up your metabolism. You know, I'll go on to that. Do you really want to be working out when you're tired and you could lead to injury, you know, et cetera, find something that works for your schedule the best you can. Now, if you really want to work out every day, which I'm not going to say you shouldn't do, then just try to work in like five minutes, do like 15 push-ups. You know, do a few sit-ups. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a whole routine where you get on the weight vest and go run 10 miles, whatever. It's, no, you know, go walk for 30 minutes. Jump out at work. You do a lot of walking. That can that counts. Movement is movement. You know, your body doesn't know the difference between if you're moving at work or you're moving when you're off work. Um, and then with your diet, it I would I wouldn't tell anybody wanting to you know, wanting to lose weight, whatever it is to cut out everything, I would just say, try to cut back, start with just cutting back. You know, Harmony mentioned donuts. If the donuts are there, okay, well maybe, I don't know, maybe take the, a knife or whatever. If it's at work, take a knife and cut the donut into thirds and then just have a third of it. Try that third first. Majority of the time I know from personal experience back when, you know, I would be like, Oh, you know, I really wanted a lot of sugar and stuff. Once I have that taste, that little taste it's like, eh, I don't need anything. I don't need it anymore. You know, and then you just, now you've eaten a third of a donut instead of a whole donut. Maybe you have a little glass of alcohol instead of a big glass or whatever. So it's just the uh, baby steps we talked about. So there's a couple. I wanted to tell you, we were speaking of that, Howard, really quick. Yesterday, I went to the movies with my mom, as you guys know. And when we went to Trader Joe's, they have these dark chocolate, like they're peanut butter cups. They're individual with dark chocolate. And I love these things. And I would buy a little 99 cent bag and there's like seven or eight of them in there. I would just have them but to eat one, you know, later in the night or whatever. Well, I hadn't had one since I've been doing all this new eating. I ate one yesterday. I almost wanted to, I couldn't get my water down my throat quick enough. It was so sweet that my body is like, not that I haven't eaten sweet things, but I mean, fruit and stuff like that. But I'm like, wow, God, that it almost was gross. It was so sweet. And I'm assuming just because I haven't been eating stuff like that and my body with that particular piece of candy was just like, what in the fuck is that? It, it almost didn't, it almost didn't even taste good to me. What's up with that, Howard? Uh, first thing I think of is that you're, you become decent, decent, I can never say it, sensitized, you know, whatever to it. Um, first thing I uh, thought was when I talked about this in one of my episodes of my podcast, I got uh, addicted, so to speak, to artificial sweeteners years ago. I would put it on everything i would put it on steak i would put it on chicken i would put it in salads everything i would eat and what happens is after a while is your taste buds become they don't they're no longer sensitive to it so you have to put more and more and more in order to get the same sensation just like a drug your mm -hmm. body becomes tolerant to it and you have to take more and more and more 
And so I, when I finally decided, okay, I'm going to cut back. Now I can just put just a little bit and then it tastes super sweet. So it may have been that is that you've become so used to eating it that, you know, it's like, oh, it doesn't really bother me. And now that you've, you know, now you're changing your physiology by, you know, the fasting and everything. Now your body's like, whoa, what the hell is this? You know, I don't need this anymore. One other thing I wanted to mention, the Voxer group, how important this for anybody that, you know, accountability group is so important because what I've noticed, especially like when Mark, when you've talked about going off your nutrition or Lee going off the nutrition, it's always reactive. It's always like, oh, yesterday was a horrible day. I, yep. you know, I went, what we should be doing is saying, hey guys, I'm not feeling it today. I feel like I want to go and just, you know, eat a whole pizza, whatever it is. And that's when we jump in and say, no, 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 you know, we're here for you. Stick to the, you know, do your best to stick to it and everything. Let's be more proactive instead of just going in there. Oh, I feel so guilty. That's another thing. So I'll be quiet now. I, I know, I know what you used to talk about harmony there because I, for the last week of that really, really good, decent comb cooked food. And I come home from the caravan this, this evening because I was in a rush to get a few little jobs done and come on here. I nipped to the Chinese and got some noodles, right? Just only noodles, but I only at half the tub and I've already drunk four things of, of juice because I just feel so like it was just so salt. It, well, it wasn't salty. It didn't feel salty at the time, but I just feel like I could drink another one now. I just feel like a bit yucky and, and crap, but yeah, I, I know where you're coming from there. Well, you said juice. I'm wondering if you had all those glasses, how many grams of sugar do you think he just ingested? Howard? Oh, shit. I've only had one glass of juice. I've had three, three glasses of water and one. Oh, good. Juice. Okay. I was going to say, Although, you're away is, from the juice. Nobody should have juice in the refrigerator. How all. big was the glass like that? <laughs> I just had one glass. It was like a whole liter jug. <laughs> no. Well, one thing I was going to say, I agree totally what you were saying there, um, Howard, because um, this weekend I have been doing shitloads of walking and shitloads of, of snorkeling, but, Going on to what you were saying there about making excuses and then tailing away from it. I haven't been jogging really for two weeks since I've got my injury. And that's the reason why I started running through. When I got the cramp in my calf, I was carrying on running because I knew deep down inside that if I stopped, I would walk home and then I would hang up my running shoes. And I haven't done anything for, um, you know, for two weeks, nearly three weeks, three weeks on Wednesday. I've been doing other exercises, but my mind's been telling me inside, or if you're gonna if you go out, you're gonna get an injury again. And it's just my it's it's what it's the funk, as Harmony and Lee was saying, that's fucking telling me, no, don't go out, don't go out. Well, I don't care. I've been doing other exercises, but tomorrow I am going out and doing some more running tomorrow. But what um Rodney was going on there just a minute ago as well is we've all seen Rocky Five, haven't we? The the um versus um Drago when he goes out into Russia and he's being Rocky. followed in the Mercedes. Is, is it Rocky five? It's Rocky four. Rocky, it's four. Rocky four. Sorry. I apologize. But Rocky four. And, um, you know, he had no machinery, no weights or nothing at all. But what he, the first thing he'd done when he got in that barn was he put the pictures, why he was doing it on the wall. So he saw it every single day and he didn't make any excuses. He saw the pictures. He touched him every day. He got on. He, he had. He was super focused on the things that he had to achieve, and then he made no excuses. He done everything he could with the machinery and the whatever he had around him to achieve his goals. 
And I think we're all guilty of it at times of saying like, I've, I've done it myself. Oh, it's too hot outside. That was an excuse I used a few weeks ago for running. It's too hot. It's too cold. I've got a bad knee. I've got a bad foot. And it's like Harmony said, you've just got to have that vision and you've got to see that vision and you've got to, I need, I've got to do this. If I don't do this today, I'm not going to get that end goal. So, you know, could you do what, could you do that? What, what, you know, could you be Rocky and put some stuff on the wall there and you have to get out there and you have to achieve that because if you don't achieve it, you'll lose that. Yeah. I'll go back to, um, Rocky three. Um, <laughs> is that over Mr. T in? Yeah, but there was a, if you remember, um, this goes to what Harmony's talking about. Do you remember he was having trouble training and his wife was on the beach and she, he was yelling and she, you know, she, he just was quitting at each, every time he, um, cause he was, it was coming off a loss. So every time he was training, he kept, his mind kept going back to the other fight when he was getting knocked out and he would stop training and he would, he would stop running and his coach got really frustrated with him and, um, then the, the, his wife was the one that, like, on the beach, she was like, you know, what's going on? And then he finally was like, he told her he was afraid that he wasn't going to, you know, live up to, you know, whatever the situation was. But that's that, that's that he was doing the physical stuff, but he wasn't all in there. And he got confronted with that. Um, so since we're talking about Rocky. So, yeah, I mean, I, I need to, um, whatever yeah, I can use, whatever, whatever I can use as far as when it comes to this, this, this fitness um lifestyle, whatever I can use until I get into a routine until it's, until it's, you know, automatic, like, um, like Harmony and, and Howard, where it's not even like, not even, it's not, you're going for a run. It's not even a thing like, am I going for a run today? It's just like, oh yeah. All right, cool. Hey, Harmony, I wanted to do this, this and that. Okay, cool. And then she's in her mind, she says, how do I fit this around my run? Or where's my run going to go? You already, it's already in there. It's already breathing. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you're not saying I have to breathe. I have to breathe. You just do it. So, um, right. So I need to figure out when it comes to the physical stuff, I definitely need to figure out that and, um, my why. And, you know, I don't know who, who could I put a picture up? Cause you had a picture who, who whose picture is going to go up on my mirror. Mark? Put Mason up. You've got to be the best you can be for him. He's young and he's going to be around for a very long time. And, do you want to be able to, when he's 25 years old, do you want to be able to dance with him at his wedding? Like, you know what I mean? Like put a picture of him up and play that movie out to the end and like figure out what kind of dad physically you want to be for Mason 20 years from now right. when you're 70. You know what I mean? Like, and my, my question to you would be, it just kind of popped in my head. Like, and, and I could ask anybody this question. I've asked myself this question. When you get to a place where you're, you, where your end goal would be considered, you know, your first, like, series of whatever weight you lose or whatever in your mind what's going to happen for you when you get there like is it what have you walked yourself through like what am i going to feel like am i going to oh god i'm going to be so proud of myself um like what when you envision that day you weigh yourself and you weigh whatever your goal weight is and you you, you already are going to be feeling better because you're already losing weight but like what do you anticipate is that that is going to feel like for you and how is that going to change your life just um that'll be just a sense of accomplishment like you know any situation when you you know if you're at a um let's see howard had to leave to pick up sam um yeah you remember he's going to the airport today too right so if, if you had a job and they set goals 
um, like for this quarter, we want to do this and you get to it, but there's still going to be the next quarter. You know what I'm saying? If you, so whatever it is, I'm going to feel accomplished because I did get to there, but you know, the main goal is to continue it. That's what the, that's what the and beyond was for. Yeah. Not to, not to just get, cause I've been satisfied before I've been 220 pounds before and been satisfied and been feeling great. So I already been there and I didn't stop exercising. Even when people, ironically, people would be like, why are you still, why are you still working out? You, you're fine. You're, and it wasn't, you know, they didn't understand that it wasn't about me feeling at that point that I was good enough for whatever it was. This is what I do. And this is my lifestyle. So um, it's just a small accomplishment just along the way. That's interesting. Have any of you found that when you get to a place where you're nearly feeling fantastic, you know, you're looking amazing, you look in the mirror, you look good, your clothes are feeling good, but you're not quite where you want to be. People start saying, oh, why do you need to lose some more weight? You're looking fantastic. You don't need to look anymore. If, if you lose any more weight, you'll be far too skinny. Is that people questioning themselves? Because yeah. they don't, it's, it's, always about, it's always about other people. Always. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not to say it's never about us. But how we interact with the outside world is, is it's it's not about them. It's about us. <laughs> we yeah. And we project and they're looking at you like, oh, my God, he succeeded. And this motherfucker over here is trying. He still wants to lose more the gall of this motherfucker. You know what I mean? And I can't <laughs> even lose a pound. I mean, it is. It is like that. And this is an interesting thing. I told my girlfriend Saturday night. I have been fa- starting and failing and starting and failing and starting at failing at wellness my entire fucking adult life. Now I'm on the cusp of turning 47 years old. I go to TJ Maxx on Saturday or yesterday to try and close with my mom. And I got the normal size that I would have gotten. And I'm literally comfortable in a size six. And I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you. I haven't worn a size six since probably fourth or fifth grade. Not even kidding a little bit. I've never throughout any point in my life well, maybe for five minutes when I was 19, I worked out really hard. I might've been an eight, but mostly I've been a 10 or a 12, which over here, I mean, it's curvier, you know, the eight's going to be different in the UK. They're just there. You guys are size different because people are smaller generally over there. I mean, we're fat in America, you know what I mean? Especially, especially the women in Cornwall, according to Mark. Uh, exactly. Yeah, There's... You know, women in Cornwall are about size 18 to 20 because they're the square. The square. They're <laughs> as square as this box that I'm in now. Sorry, I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't even gave him that. <laughs> Be the beast. Mm. No, it was just interesting because my. So I told my girlfriend when I was out with her Saturday night. I said it's like we're all a little vain, but me going out and trying on clothes and having them fit and me feeling comfortable and I was so held back by what my self image was. I just always looked at myself like fat, and that to me equaled being unworthy and un- unattractive. Didn't matter how many people said something nice to me in my mind. I didn't have the wherewithal to show up as fully as harmony because I was still walking around a little insecure about my weight. I was one of those people that every time I sat down at a table, I'd have to pull my shirt out because I was afraid yeah. somebody's going to see my fat roll. You know, we've all done that. But I told her and I said, this is the first time I had a fucking awareness about it that finally, and I'm not done yet. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep taking care of myself and keep trying to you know, balance out my life properly with fun and wellness. But I finally, when I look in the mirror, see the woman that's always been in there. And call it vanity, call it whatever you want to call it. But for me, it's bigger than my size at this point. It's finally like harmony. What the fuck? It only took you 46 years. But my hard work is paying off. And I think that that's doing wonders for what I think I'm capable of in every other avenue of my life. 
And it, it really does. It, again, I've told you guys this a hundred times. It started off a hundred percent as me wanting to just lose some weight back in April of 2019. And over time, you guys have seen it unfold because I've been pretty much with you the entire time that I, as time progressed and I kept needing, my body needed more, Marabella, Marabella's body needed more. We were both working out and running and it turned into this whole thing. What I didn't realize I was doing was building that confidence muscle. And on those days that it was really easy to go, okay, no harm, no foul. You get up, you put your tennis shoes on, you go to, you go run. It's not even an option. But on the days where it was really hard, where I might have had a hard work day or I'm stressing out about something going on in my life and I really did not want to go at all, those days that I put my shoes on were the make or break. Because that the harder it is for you to stick to whatever your fucking goal is that you've got for yourself, that's consider that like the heaviest weight you can curl. Yeah, yeah. I, I like what you said to me there, Harmony. Um, you know, I, I'd set these goals of 5K, um, six miles, seven miles, eight miles. Tomorrow I'm going to do five miles. But then I'd wake up that day and I would I just for one reason or another, I wouldn't be feeling it. And what I need to do is say, right, if I'm not going to do that 5K today, just fucking get up and just do do anything, even if it's just two miles, because okay. that's the time normally when I'd have just said, oh, fuck it, stay in and I'll do it tomorrow. I'll make some excuse with my body. I'll make some excuse and I won't do it today. But yeah, by- I don't know if this will help you, but I don't set my goal until I park at the school. No. That's what I was going to so come I, so If I yeah. start jogging, if I start jogging and I get to that two mile and I just think, you know, I'm, I've started now, let's do it and carry on. Yeah. So just basically set the goal, make it that you have to go out and do something three yeah. or four times a week, whatever it is. And then when you get going, you're about 10 minutes in, then just make the decision on how far you're going to go. If you've only going to do two miles, that is fine. At least you've shown up because you wouldn't have half an hour ago if you had if you if you'd already set that big goal target and that's the thing only two miles some people will never be able to do two miles two miles is a long time like two miles is amazing so it's interesting our wordage too and how we talk about things like i've said that oh i only did three and a half miles yesterday when i think okay harmony now don't forget check yourself before you wreck yourself three years ago two and a half miles you running two and a half miles wasn't even a fucking option you know so yeah. Yeah. i also trying to remember your little successes and ways that you have shown up for yourself it's very my, important my issue that i found i i've i have discovered that i am actually fitter than what i thought and i can do in relatively short time five six miles my well, problem snorkeling is a hard snorkeling is a workout too i have honestly my shoulders are solid at the minute i'm going to go up and have a shower and they, they've really worked hard this weekend but um what i was going to say is that um my issue is rather than saying, oh, I can do five, six, seven miles, whatever it is, is I need to be saying, right, I can do two or three miles three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. That's my issue. Don't yeah. say, don't say, you know, because at the end of the day, if I do five miles on a Monday and then I don't bother Wednesday and I do five miles on Thursday, that's 10 miles. But I can easily spread that out over two, three miles over the week and then just carry on doing it. And also, we've talked about this in here before. Like, don't overwhelm yourself with the goal. Like, just tell yourself you're going to show up. And I think I've mentioned that to people before. They're like, what's your pace time? I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really give a shit. I was just really happy to be showing up all the time. And now at this point, I'm still very happy to be showing up. The bottom line is how do I feel when I'm done with that workout? I know whether or not I've pushed myself or I've been a little slack that day. And that day I might give myself a little grace because I had a busy week or something or whatever the fuck. But uh, quite honestly, I don't give myself any grace when it comes to my movement. And also the kicker, which we talked about in here before, take your workouts and your 
diet changes and whatever your water you want to drink off your fucking list of to do list, your task list. Because nice. right there, it becomes something you have to do, not something that you get to do. And the, and the truth be told, the, the fucking shit that I've put my body through over 46 years on this planet, the, you know, smoking cigarettes and uh, snorting cocaine here and there and drinking like a fucking fish over my lifetime. And, you know, having very laborious, laborious jobs, bartending and cleaning and doing all this stuff. The fact that my body still at 46 gives me the ability to put on tennis shoes and go do anything. I have such a gratitude for that. So it really does come down to I get to do this. I get to have the ability of being able to move my body in a way that a lot of people wish they could. Mm. Whether that's somebody sitting up in a hospital bed or somebody that's down the road that's paralyzed. that They wish they could put on a fair pair of shoes and go run through the woods and look at butterflies. So I think about that, you know, it's something that I get to do, not something that I have to fucking do. And I think that as soon as you take the things that you want to improve upon in your life off of your fucking list of to do's, it becomes more of an enjoyment and more of a benefit to your life than a, than a something you have to do because we immediately are like, Oh, I have to do that. Fuck. And it immediately has a negative feeling in our, in our bodies. They take the stress out of your life because half the time, what was it they say? You're not as fat as you think you are. You know, like, you know, how many times do you think you walk down the street and you see somebody that you went to school with that's bolder than you, that's 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 grayer than you, that's fatter than you, that can't do as much as you, and you think, fuck, I've actually done all right, to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? You know, you see, I, went, I was out the other day and I seen this guy that was quite an athletic guy in school and he was like nearly twice the size of me. And I'm like, what the hell has happened to him? You know, so I put pressure on myself, but you know, I'm 45 and I'm still here. So I think that for you to achieve your future goals, I was going to say Rodney, but he's disappeared now, but he'll be back in a minute for him to achieve his future goals and what he wants to achieve. He needs to be Rocky. Doesn't he? Um, their harmony. He needs to be Rocky. That make that his first goal to become Rocky, to put the pictures up on the wall. Like he's just getting ready for a fight um, in about six months time to put the, the, the pictures on the wall and then say, right, I'm not making any excuses now. Here's my hand that I've been dealt. This is my life that I, I've got to set a, a fitness regime around and okay. just get out there, get the ball rolling and let's kick some shit. That's it. Just like Howard says here, when it becomes a chore, exercise is no longer enjoyable. And if he makes it just a fun little game, we all love games. We're children of the 70s and 80s. We love games. Make it make a game in your head, yeah. you know, or make it fun or, you know, for what I was saying about him, just who does he want to be for Mason when Mason's 25, you know? Yeah. Rodney's back in the groom here now. I don't know if he wants us to add him. Add him to well, he's basically saying there, Rodney, very, very quickly, I think for you to achieve the goals that you want to achieve, right, in the future, the first thing you've got to do is become Rocky and put those pictures on the wall. And, you know, don't make any excuses to achieve those goals. You've got to get out there and you've got to start doing what you've got to do, but around your routine and make sure that you do it every every day or whatever, however often you want to do it to achieve those goals. Cool, I'm with it. I yo I'm I got this booster this internet booster and it's still <laughs> the internet still kicked me off. No worries, man. No worries, um, guys. That I think that's about it there. To be honest with you, um, Marta did ask a question. That I thought we could round up with if there's anybody that can answer this. She did say I was going to ask if you guys focus on more personal things like this instead of just goals about fitness, hobbies, and business. Did you want to answer that one, there, Harmony? 
Yeah, I mean, I would love that. I mean, I would love to, I think that we've been in this accountability group long enough. And again, obviously we have to discern. We don't want to have to talk private. I mean, there's plenty of things going on in my private life that I just out of respect for the people that are involved, I wouldn't want to say anything, you know, not, not bad. It's just my life. Um, but I think as much as we can really, really look at the things because we all struggle with people in our lives. We all struggle with our kids in some fashion and, you know, what we want to be when we grow up and our spouses and things like that. And, um, or people in my case, you know, somebody I'm dating, whatever, there's obviously struggles I'm going through in that department too, because there's a whole thing I, I could talk about, about being off the market for so long and, and then going back into dating again and the feelings of vulnerability that come with that. Like that's something I wasn't anticipating because I've been so hardcore into doing this, this personal development and having that empress energy and feeling fucking empowered. And then guess what? As soon as somebody pulls on your heartstrings in whatever capacity that is, it makes you feel vulnerable because those are very real feelings. Mm. And I don't care how you put it. Life is very easy when you're just kind of single. It's me and Marabella. I've got my routine, come home and watch my TV shows, go to sleep. Like I don't have to deal with any external forces really. But now that I'm getting back out into the dating world, you know, and I've got this person in my life that means a lot to me, it's a, it brings up a lot of, it triggers a lot of things in me from old relationships that I thought were squashed. Um, it makes me feel very vulnerable because now somebody's got a hold of my heart and what do you do with that? You know, so there's, I, I think it would be great. I think it would really not only help us individually, but as much as we want to divulge about certain scenarios, we don't have to be specific about who they are, but I think it would really help anybody watching because so many, as I said, we're all struggling with something problematic. I think a part of the qualm that I have with society is everybody tries to pretend we're not struggling. And at the end of the day, every single one of us to some capacity or another where we live with somebody or not, we're lonely. Sometimes you're more lonely when you're surrounded by people than you are when you live by yourself. Cause you don't have fucking five minutes to figure out who you are and what you want. You're just trying to do what we do as humans, be loyal, be good, be stand by your word. You don't want, if I do this and it's for me, I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. I mean, there's all those feelings are always going to be there, but I think us talking about some of the things that we feel like are okay to talk about within reason would only help anybody watching. Because, again, we're all struggling with some shit, especially interpersonal shit. I do think, you know, answering what Marta said there, I was going to ask if you guys have focused on more personal things like this instead of just goals about fitness. I think as our accountability group, we do do that. I mean, like you say, we're like um, five superheroes in the sense that we've all got our personal, we've all got our personal issues, but they are all quite a lot the same if you know what I mean, we've all gone through or we're going through or we've been in the same place. And what is amazing about our accountability group is that we are a small family. And if Harmony's got an issue or Rodney or Howard or Lee or me, you know, we'll come on in the morning and we'll say, oh, a bit of a shit day. This has happened. And Harmony will say, come on, kick yourself in the balls. You've been a twat. You know, <laughs> what, what are you going on about? And we, but, or, you know, or the other guys in the group will say, I'm with you. And this is the advice I've got you. So I think that we do do this. You know, there, there's some stuff that we don't want to come on to the, the to the you of the tube and tell the world about it because it's personal shit. But one thing that we have achieved is we've, we've, we've grown a very, very special little family unit here for this accountability. And I would say that is the most important thing. Whoever you are in the world, I'm not saying that you need to be part of an accountability group, but you need somebody to be able to talk to and share your secrets and things that's going on. It's vitally, vitally important. And I just feel, I just feel really honored that I've got 
you know, five family members here now that I, I can share my issues with, to be honest with you. It's really, really special. So that would be what I would say, to be honest with you, to answer that question, Marta. Yeah, and I would say that um, Harmony was the um, the template, really, because when we started, we were all kind of like, you know, kind of generic in the group talking about things. Harmony really was the first person. <laughs> Boom, the boosters kicked in again. <laughs> this is the stage well, where Rodney's smashing something, a fucking booster. <laughs> Yeah, I did get open to finish up with Rodney was saying until he pops back in because I was going through a separation of a very, very, very short, brief marriage. My first marriage, I waited till my 40s to get married because I thought it was the right thing to do. And then that happened and it pretty much imploded really quick. And it was my journey and it's whatever, like every everything happens for a reason. I don't I would hug his neck if he walked up here right now. I have nothing bad to say about him. We just weren't right for one another. But in a very short amount of time literally right before I met you, I got married, separated, divorced. And during that time, you guys were such a support system. I actually just told somebody today that when, when I was going through that separation, I was sleeping in my office for all those months while I was looking for a place to live. I would wake up feeling the weight of the world on me, just like we do when we're going through something. And I would just put my phone on my unboxer and I would listen to y'all's check-ins. I just lay the phone on the pillow while I, I felt like I was getting like a little reboot. Like, you know, pulling my big girl britches on. I was, you guys were inspiring me. You were talking about what's going on in your life. And I, I felt needed and loved by each of you individually. And that helped with my personal value. In other words, I, it wasn't just, my world wasn't just my separation and my divorce. I had you guys and I had my other accountability group and I feel so, and I also had my movement. And I just feel so grateful for that because looking back on it, it was such a gift because I don't know if I would have been able to do that by myself. Here he is. Get that Rodney. <laughs> no well anyway i think we're just about done it's been a, a great episode i think there's been a lot a lot said there um and stuff that we can all use i know i've taken a lot from this episode it's stuff that i know but it's great to be there on a monday when i'm getting ready for my week telling myself this shit again do you know what i mean so i'm gonna be with you this week there rodney i'm gonna come off here in a minute i'm gonna put my rocky pictures up on the wall (laughs) you know work out tomorrow what i am going going to achieve and i'm gonna get out there and and smash it so if you want to join me brother you're more than welcome when do our 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 scale photos come in when should we be expecting those in boxer as your accountability group Oh, I have this scale. I can. I have this picture of the scale right here. Shit. Are we getting them on Mondays, Fridays? Like, oh, what day should um, we be? I think Mondays because since we okay. you know, we meet every, you know, what I'm saying. On Perfect. That's awesome. I'm excited for you. That'll give you something you checking in just with what the scale says, good or bad. We'll support you and cheer you on. You know, oh, the I whole think, way. Uh, I think I'm only going to share good scale stuff. I'm. No, that's not <laughs> what we do here. <laughs> Rodney, who who do you want to put in the hot seat for next week? Um, I think Harmony was hard on me. I want to put her back in there, man. Tough shit, man. Tough shit. She was in there last week. You can't pick her. She's, she's immune. You're immune. There's two let's, immunities in the group now. So it's either me, um, Lee, or Howard. Let's go to the podcast scholar. Let's put him. Nice. Up. That's, that's Lee, Lee. Then is it? That's you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Very, very much looking forward to it, guys. Um, can I just say thank you to everybody that checked in there tonight? There's been a lot of conversation going on there in the in the comments. It's great to have you with us. We've had a good, good number of people watching us tonight. Please um, share this this episode with 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 anybody that you may know. Um, and where can they, where can people find us, Harmony? Uh, we are at official five deep on Instagram. So go over and give us a follow. We are at official five deep gmail. We're official five deep at gmail.com and reach out to us. You guys like share and subscribe this channel. We come on here every Monday at four 15 Eastern standard, 9 PM, 9 15 GMT. Come and join us. Come and have a conversation. If there's something you want us to talk about, just pop it in the Gmail or pop it in the, the comments on the official five deep on Instagram and just write a word. You don't have to have a conversation. If you're shy, you don't just pop a word in there. Give us some topics because there's nothing that we won't talk about in here. And if it's something that you're struggling with, obviously we'll respect your anonymity, but we would love to talk about it because nine times out of 10, one or most of us in here, if not all of us have dealt maybe with something that you're struggling with. And it's, you know, fucking hashtag human supporting humans. That's what I'm about. And we're all about that in this group. And that's the whole reason why we decided collectively to come on and go live on YouTube on Mondays, because we want to support the people around us. We want to leave some kind of a legacy and help people out there that maybe don't have anybody to lean on. Fantastic. It's going to be a bit of a different episode there next week because next week there's going to be somebody taking the reins in the high seat next week because I am in the hot seat. It's going to be, I'm really looking forward to it. I really, really am. So somebody else is going to have to be chucking the shit at me and chucking the questions. So we will be having it a little bit different next week. So make sure you tune in for next week's episode. So stay safe, guys. Stay classy. Very, very much looking forward to seeing you next week. And we're gone. We're out of here. Bye, everybody. Peace.